I hate to go all technical on you, but all hands on deck, swirly thing alert! Attention! Listen, you motherfuckers. You're experiencing the Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Phone Boy. It's very creepy. Just a little weird. Maybe it'll catch on. Who knows? It is out of sheer morbid curiosity. I'm allowing this freak show to continue. How do you fix that, though? Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Do I have your attention? Send your dick pics. <laughs> are you interested? I know you are, because it's fuck or walk. You're shitting me. Have you made your decision for Christ? To tell you the truth, I don't give a shit. I would not say such things if I were you. Who the fuck are you? Phone Boy and Phoenix. They're fucking nuts! But they don't know shit about fuck, clearly. That's true. Clearly, we don't know shit about fuck, but you know what we do knew? We do knew that I can't talk, <laughs> and we also know that this is episode 40 of The Lotus Effect, where the show is made up and the content doesn't matter. And of course, I am Phoenix. Let me start this off by clearly stating that I'm better than everyone. And I'm phone boy. So we finally met <laughs> well, the man whose shit doesn't stink. Yeah! Well, on today's show, we're going to be talking about a topic that the universe clearly wanted us to talk about, being tracked with your cell phone. But before we dig into the meat of it, we want to address some of our wonderful listeners and donators. We, of course, have... Yeah, we have Sharky, uh, who, who sent us his uh, his uh, the uh, his pay- his uh, fiat fund coupons via PayPal. We appreciate that. I think it's uh, I think it comes out to seven dollars and sixty six cents. Hey, I like that number seven six six. Woo woo. Uh, we got we also got some uh, we also got some of those new uh, fantastic fun bucks here. Um, that uh, oh yeah we so um, so Servo actually sent us three hundred thirty three sets and then woo! sent us and then sent us another bigger pew with three hundred three thousand three. 33 sets lots of lots of magic numbers we love that we love that thank you so much we love our magic numbers and all our listeners and donators yeah, and uh, and Harv had I think also sent us ten thousand four hundred fifty sats I believe, pew, and, 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 he, and he and he said what no, you know what no what no live tag yeah we're we're trying to get our stuff together. I know guys. yeah we we really need to get our shit together we do know that yeah there you go exactly so I've got I've got to now I've got to now add these to our uh, yeah you're uh, gonna add them to the show notes yeah so there you go and we will we'll put links to you guys uh, um, on your no agenda social profiles yes. so we, we we definitely appreciate that uh, you sending value for value because this is a value for value podcast. And we appreciate that you take the time to listen, too, because value doesn't just come in the form of fiat fun coupons or satoshis. It also comes in the form of listening to us ramble on and be stupid on a Saturday at 4 p.m. Central. It comes in telling your friends about the insanity, uh, trolling along at lotuseffect.chat. And, of course, listening to any post-episodes that we've done at lotuseffect.show. We appreciate all of those things that you do now and in the future to further propagate the formula. That's right. So, in any case, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so we uh, we definitely... Uh, we don't want your shit. Please, please don't send us your shit. shit. But That's yeah, right. but but you can find it. Um, you know, again, you can find the value for value. Uh, you know, the uh, there's there, there's a there's an understated value for value link on the on the top of the page uh, when you go to lotuseffect.show. Um, that's how you find all of our stuff. And um, another way you can contribute is to 
give us a call at 253-237-3321 and address our refire topic, which this week is what's the best vacation you've ever had. So again, the number is 253-237-3321. Give us a call and tell us about the best vacation you ever had or any other of our past topics. Last week was the worst job you ever had. We've had the uh, most insane or crazy thing you've ever done. So, yeah, feel free to just uh, hit us up with a voicemail. You know how much we love it. Yeah, and you know how much uh, Google Voice wants to uh, reach out and uh, mangle, mangle your, your transcript. That's Maybe. right. Yeah, it so, will come up with things that you never thought you said. That's right. But so, there is now digital evidence that it occurred. That's right. And, uh, yeah, we're getting, you know, this is, um, yeah, and, you know, of course, yeah, we we've had to put a rule on our on our vacation and on our, on our answers to this question. I think because I think I think we, Truthy we got... Harkiner, whatever his name yeah. is on NA, called out. He did not want to drone through another episode of listening to us talk about our fucking love story, essentially. So we've decided that we are going to choose a vacation that we've taken separate of one another. As a matter of fact, previous to coming into one another's lives. That's right. So um, that is so. Anyway, we. Uh, um, but that's so. Yeah, we decided. We decided. Yeah, we probably didn't want to. You know, we didn't want to go down that road. You guys have all heard it anyway, so I don't need to. You know. The- yeah, bark, bark, woof, woof. We know. Yeah. So, all right. And I just want to address in the Central Time Zone. It's four twenty. Smoke them if you got them, ladies and gentlemen. And don't forget to puff, puff, pass to the left. That's right. Uh, so let's. Uh, okay, so we're going to talk about today's topic, which is actually it's it's kind of interesting that we've that we that with that we threw this in the menu, and that's what the universe decided we were covering this week. So that's what we did. Uh, is uh, and we know. had Jack and shit. I don't know what we were thinking putting that on the menu. Yeah, and uh, but fortunately, uh, this is. This is where we get to leverage the fact that Phoneboy is a, is is somewhat of a tech geek. He uh, do, does cybersecurity for a living, which included mobile phones, and I and I also have some long-standing history with smartphones, which is you know where we think about cell phone tracking. Um, but really, since their inception, cell phones have been trackable. It's just a nature of what cell phones are. Um, what has changed is the amount of data generated by a cell phone and who has access to it. Um, I don't want to claim we're a tech. We're not a tech show. We're not, and we're not trying to be one with this episode. But, but we're don't we're, worry, Sir Bemrose. Angry Tech News is safe. It has no competition on our end. That's right, and you know we're impacted by the tech the same as everyone else. So, and what we're hoping to achieve by talking about this is to raise awareness about the digital footprints we're all leaving behind. Uh, particularly if we're you know if we have a cell phone, we're pretty much leaving some stuff behind. You know who can see those footprints, and you know, so you can make an informed choice, right? Because this, this is a trade off of you get some convenient you, know, you get some. Con- convenience with it but there's also a lot of scary stuff that comes with it um so a modern cell phone has many sensors and radios and i and and i i actually got a front row seat working for nokia at the time that i got to actually experience these sensors as they got put into phones um but uh each of you know each of these sensors is a potential data source and or a data leak right because of because of what it does and you know the question we should always you know that i'm asking here is who has so you know kind of what kind of enumerating those sensors right and you know who has access to them and then you know with what and, and what do they generate well we'll and we'll try and go through it here so uh, we are we do welcome live fact checking in the troll room for the for because I know there's some dudes named Ben in here and this stuff. Um, so, um, but like I said, right? Even even before we get the smartphones, cell phones have always been trackable. And it, it mainly just it's mainly because well, there's there's a lot of cell towers, and uh, if you get three of them inside of a of a, of a you know you get three of them inside of a, a handset, yeah, you can employ this uh, uh, a technique called triangulation. 
Um, which uh, which will you know and again, it helps to determine you know when they're more or less the exact location of a phone connected to the cellular network, um, and it's actually a mathematical concept. I'll read I'll read a little bit here about what it is. Uh, so just remember that cell towers are everywhere. This is how you know when you when you're driving along the interstate, you hope that the call doesn't drop, although it sometimes does, but. Um, but they're everywhere, and, the, and it's what that allow that that's what makes the cell phone network useful. As you're driving along the interstate, you know, your your call actually goes across many cell towers at any given point in time. Um, and the way you generally, um, you know, and the way you generally connect with the towers is by a signal strength and how many people are connected to a tower at any point in time. And, and you know, and you can the problem and what that means is that sometimes you might be connected to a different tower because uh, you know the current the tower that's closest to you is actually um, you know, somewhere else, right? So it's so it's not just what tower you're connected to, but it, but you know that's why you need to see a few towers to see what's going on, and you know, and, and again, depending upon what kind of cellular carrier you're using, you know, you might be connected to multiple towers at once, and as you move around, you change towers, yeah, you know? and the phone, and of course, the towers will see the phone as it moves, but uh, you know, triangulation is actually a mathematical concept. If you can. Um, you know, if you draw three any three circles, you can theoretically find the point you know where they all intersect, right? Um, you know, assuming that assuming that they're within uh, proximity to each other. But uh, so, but uh, it, it basically, you take the tower that the phone is connected to. Again, may not be the closest one, and drawing a circle around that tower, um, which would you know which would tick the coverage area for the tower, right? And then the phone being located is somewhere inside that circle. But then you know, most likely that yeah, the, and then you do the next one to two towers until you're left with overlapping circles, and that's how you get to the point where it's able to do it. Now this is, um, you know, and the only people that would have access to that information would be the carrier, right, or whatever government agencies that they're working with, and uh, you know, and, the, and this is, uh, and honestly, this has been possible since the beginning of smartphones. Um, Are you implying that our government is not above the boards, phone boy? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think we're all no agenda listeners here, so uh, so I assume we're um, you know uh, we're among we're among uh, you know conspiracy conspiracy therapists or something. We're yeah. among friends. It's it's safe to take the uh, foil hats off for a moment. Yeah, exactly. I mean, among comp- among conspiracy therapists, I think is yeah. So I mean, the bottom line is is that. Um, yeah, you know, the and the cell towers are yeah, our cell towers tuning the um um you know, tuning the you know, again, the, the cell carriers yeah, they're are they making the frogs gay probably. I mean, you don't want to get too close How to How in them. the fuck do you know if a frog is gay or not? Yeah, well, I don't know. Alex Jones seems to think that that, that it matters. It probably does, but uh, I don't think anywhere in my life yeah. have I tech do I see a box that says gay frogs as something that's impacting my life. Nope, nope, still not there. Yeah, and you don't even you don't even need the towers. You can do it with you can do it with spectrum analyzers and a in directional antenna, which is totally correct, right? Um, but but the reality is, is that yeah. So, but you would have to be in the area, right? So, you know, when you can do this at the operator level or the, you know, the whatever, it's like yeah, that's that's. And I'll I'll get into the fact that yeah, things are you know that you're broadcasting stuff and that that has implications. I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, now, of course, like I said, this has all been possible since before smartphones. So when smartphones were things, we started seeing some of the other sensors come into to phones, and and the first one I remember seeing was GPS. Um, you want to you want to read our our notes here? Yeah, I'd love nothing more because, you know, I was completely prepared for that uh, unexpected, hey, you read next as I went to take a sip of my drink. No, but you know, if, if, if I'm not giving her crap or she's not giving me crap, we're not doing something right. That's right. And it wouldn't be our show. So GPS or Global Positioning System 
Tracking technology has made location tracking a much simpler affair. It was designed for the U.S. military in the 1970s as a way to pinpoint someone's location anywhere on Earth. It was allowed for use by the general public in the 1980s and is widely used every day. So let's find out how GPS works. So GPS gives you your exact global position by way of satellite communication. A device that contains GPS technology emits a signal. One of dozens of satellites orbiting the globe picks up that signal. This communication gives you the exact location updates of the device. Now, cell phone tracker apps work by activating a GPS tracking system, which pinpoints the exact location of the targeted device. GPS, or Global Positioning Systems, is a navigation system that connects multiple networks of satellites. And these satellites, in turn, provide precise location data on the many devices located around the world. Well, and actually, just just to provide a little bit of technical about how it works, right? I think it's it's worth pointing out. It's ultimately kind of the same idea. We talk about I talked about triangulation before. This is just doing it at a global level, right? As opposed to you know things uh, things that are fixed on the ground, right? We're doing it. You're doing it based on positions in the sky because theoretically the. You know, the the satellites are at a fixed position in the in the sky, and so theoretically, if you know where if you know where you are related to that, then you know there's and actually I think the typical uh, G, a device that locks on a GPS has to lock onto six different satellites. Now, and, there, and of course, there's other ways that's enhanced, which we'll get into here in a second. Um, you know, the reality is is that you know we talk about do, you know do smartphones have GPS? Um, yeah, they you know pretty much they all do. Same with non smartphones. <laughs> Every phone I've bought in the last I don't know ten years has a, has a GPS on it. Well, yeah, okay, now maybe there's one exception to that, but that's but that that was a that was a, yeah certainly in any three G four G five G you know thirty three G that a smartphone has probably got probably got a GPS on board. Um, now it's funny because I, I re- like I said I worked for Nokia back in the two thousands and 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 I got to play with the Nokia N ninety five. It's one of my favorite uh, smartphones of all time. Um, had a great camera on it. It, it had multimedia functionality and it and yet it had a GPS. Um, now I remember when I first used it, it would take it, it would not work very well indoors, and it would not and it would take more than a minute to figure out exactly where it was in the world. Now, but keep in mind, this was 2007, and, and to have a device in your pocket that could actually do this was pretty cool. Now, the battery when you turned on the GPS was crazy. And so um, now we get into actually that. So, you know, if we just rely on GPS, yeah, you can get there, but it takes a while. Now, this is where, you know, we want to have uh, ways to acquire locations much quicker. And remember that phones have more and more um you know, phones have more and more things like Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, which I should actually talk. Which I should actually talk about. Um, you know, I, I think you this. skipped over in our notes the fact that I was going to also relay a story about the oh. first cell phone I ever okay. Had. Well, oh, I did. I'm sorry. That's well, okay. I forgive you because it was in small type, and you know, you are 49 now, so it's a little harder for you to read the computer screen. Yeah. Okay. Go on with your story. So the first cell phone I actually ever had was one of those bag phones that you plugged the 12 volt into the cigarette lighter in your car and the cost for per minute was obscene but Radio Shack back in the day you know dating myself with that was essentially giving them away for a penny when you signed up for service. Now, this is back before I was actually intelligent enough to know the nefarious bullshit that goes along with sign on the dotted line and here's your phone for a penny. 
But nevertheless, I, you know, got swept up in it. And I can remember the first cell phone that I had that I actually thought I was hot shit was a flip phone. And it had a black and white screen. And it fascinated me because of the fact I could change the graphic on the screen. And I even remember it was 2004. And I changed it to a panda bear because I liked panda bears. And it was insane. Like having you learn how to have the most fast conversation when you're on I mean you know for those who are old enough to remember that you know having to have a conversation getting everything in in the shortest amount of time so you're talking like the guy from that speed talking guy from back in like the 80s or remember the matchbox guy or whatever the heck he was I know you know this dude who I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, John, yeah, the, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the guy that could talk, you know, a million miles a minute. Yeah, that's him. So, John, John right. Okay. Actually, I think it was actually Merchino. Um, if I'm honest, I think that was like actually his last name. But yes, that is who I'm talking about. And yeah, you would ultimately have to try to talk, you know, relatively as fast as this guy because of the fact that the per minute rate on the cell phone plans was just super ass unless it was nights or weekends. That just, you know, insane when you think about it. Yeah, it was John Machido and then we've we've now got this okay. is, but yeah, that's I had to look it up because I'm like, oh yeah, he was he's very he's uh, very fast uh, with that. But uh yeah, it's um yeah, actually the first yeah, the first uh, cell phone I had was not a Nokia phone, believe it or not. It was a it was actually a Qualcomm device, but this was also oh in the nineties. Yeah. So um yeah, when I started working for Nokia, yeah, I pretty much had Nokia phones. It's just kind of funny how that worked. Um, so, but but those in those days. So now, I, I, so I did make it. I, I did move things around in the notes. I, I love the fact that we're using we are using Google Docs for our um, for our notes now because it uh, yeah it helps that we can both see the same thing at the same time and make changes and all that stuff. So, um, but so I made a little change in the notes. But, but uh, cell phones also have Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. Now that Nokia N95 also had um, Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. Um, you know, and they and the radios provide useful services. They connect to the internet, your headset, your smartwatch, and all that fun stuff. Um, unfortunately, uh, they're basically beacons that announce uh, you know lots of interesting stuff about you. Um, you know, because your phones are looking for you know. Wi-Fi networks to connect to, or Bluetooth headsets to connect to, uh, so they tend to beacon, and well, that tends to be an, a nice identifier. Uh, and see, that's what really—I mean, you know, I'm—you know—I do the funny thing about murder podcast, and I'm very into you know true crime and things like that. What always just boggles my mind is, do you know any teenager or even young kid, hell, is as early as maybe five years old? Let's just be honest, that doesn't have a fucking cell phone. Why are cops not trying to triangulate and ping the location of the cell phone when a kid goes missing? Am, am I the only one who sees this? Yeah. Maybe somebody. Yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, so and any and, and of course a phone, you know, when it's on a network, right? It, it, whether it's on the cellular network or the or Wi-Fi or Bluetooth, yeah, there, there's a there's a MAC address that's associated with your phone. Actually, multiple of them, depending upon what kind of network you're talking about. But but each time your phone broadcasts over Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, it identifies itself with this MAC address, right? That's just the, that's just the way that the protocols work. Apple and Google have added functionality to randomize the MAC address to try to minimize the ability to track a specific device across you know, locations. But is it turned on? It doesn't actually work. And you know, could they find other ways? to maybe leverage that information uh, or collect that information and you know on the back end or something um you know and and wi-fi and bluetooth devices do 
broadcast for the specific access you know uh, they both broadcast for the specific uh, access points or devices they tend to connect to and so uh and that you know the information that information alone could be interesting in identifying a specific person and where they might reside uh, you know or potentially doing some nefarious things like if you ever um there's a um there's a device that I linked to in the show notes here called a Wi-Fi pineapple, and this gets into cybersecurity stuff, right? It, but but what it does is it sits around and listens for all of the device for all of the uh, the networks that devices are trying to connect to, and it kind of it creates a um, it, it basically just creates access points for all of those uh, the, those access you know, or, you know it creates a fake access point um, and gets things to connect and tries to do man in the middle attacks and that kind of thing. So um, that's so fucking dark. Oh yeah, it's a uh, yeah it's I mean. They, they use it for you know they use it for uh, doing you know when when they're when they're analyzing Wi-Fi uh, around a court you know when they're doing a, you know security audits and that kind of thing to see what's you know just to see what people are connecting to and that kind of thing it's a it's a you know it's it's part of you know it's a it's a it's a thing called pen testing that they do or what you know one element of pen testing that they do is you know using using some device like that to be able to kind of fake out access points and that, that sort of thing so. Um, so anyway, but this is uh, so now. The, now keep in mind that there are Wi-Fi access points, and we, and the phones have Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and that kind of thing. And by the way, Bluetooth is you know Apple's got this thing. I didn't I don't I didn't put any notes on this, but Apple uses Bluetooth as part of their you know like the you know I don't know. There's these device these tile devices that you can stick to things that you don't want to get you don't want to be lost and uh, that that's how they locate them is bluetooth right with all the radios yeah there's definitely ways to triangulate location and that kind of thing give you a give you a good idea so um this is some scary yeah again some um yeah yeah. so basically if you create if you uh commit a crime ditch your phone don't just turn it off just absolutely just smash that fucker into a million pieces and then throw it in the east river yeah so and yeah we're and by the way, I know you guys are talking about apps and the thing. Yeah, we're we're getting there. That's the se- that's second half of show shit. Um, so is is what that is, and I, I that's I, I need to write that down. All right, so um, so let's talk about so let's talk about assisted GPS, right? And this is a and the idea is to be able to not just using the GPS satellites, but using other things effectively, right? And initially, this was being done, uh, you know, when, when this was launched uh, shortly after, um, you know, the, shortly after the GPS, uh, uh, you know, on a, on a Nokia device, they had this assisted GPS, which takes, which leverages the information about the phone and the in the in the in the in the cellular network to to find a location, right? So instead, so instead of just relying solely on GPS, it's it's leveraging the fact that these cell towers aren't moving, right? And, and have a known location and, and, and you know, and, and can also triangulate you. And, the, and what you end up with is, yeah, you, you so, uh, you know, it, this allows a mobile device to, um, to basically get, uh, you know, to, to get a GPS lock faster because it effectively helps the GPS process because it's another, it's another thing that can be used to sort of triangulate. And so, um, you know, some of the advantages, of course, you know, so the, the acquisition, you know, in my own case, it went from a, on, a, on, a, on the old Nokia N- N95, it went from, you know, let's say a minute to like a few seconds to 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 lock on um it doesn't require as much processing power uh so it, you know it's saving battery because it's already it's using radios that are already being used and this also works in places indoors where you can't see the gps right and now um and of course, then you also start. Then you start adding in the, you know, the the the, the locations of Wi-Fi and Bluetooth things, and then you start get things start getting a little interesting here on the on the mobile devices. But um, and it does. But but I can tell you, I I sort of watched this technology. You know, I got to play with this technology very early, and it it ended up being. Um, 
you know, and, and you, yeah, you see, it, it makes a huge difference. It's, you know, it's one of you know, so it's not marketing bullshit as, as the saying goes. So, um, did I, did I miss anything there? <laughs> not that I know of. Okay. So the, the next thing I believe where you talked about the, uh, N95 not having the assisted GPS back in the day. Yeah, I did. I, I did talk about that actually. That's what it, I thought. Yeah, I thought I, thought I, I heard that. Yeah. So, um, so, so you wanna, yeah. The, uh, the next thing we're talking about is accelerometers. Go, go for it. So the accelerometer is a device that can measure the force of acceleration. Gee, what a name to go with that definition. Who would have ever thought? Now, whether it's caused by gravity or by movement, this accelerometer will measure the force of the acceleration, and. It can therefore measure the speed of movement of an object that it's attached to. So because an accelerometer senses movement and gravity, it can also sense the angle at which it's being held. Now, the movement and tilt of the device is noted by the sensors, so it can tell which way the screen's being held. And this allows it to automatically adjust the visual output to make it appropriate to the direction of the screen. So in essence, you know, when you turn your phone sideways, if you're calling up a YouTube video or something like that and you don't have the rotate feature turned off, it will broaden the picture on your screen. Yeah, exactly. And and yeah, and I I remember when when they when they launched the, you know, when they when they finally enabled um access to the accelerometer in the N95 or they or or they, you know, they exposed the API or whatever, but they they somebody created a lightsaber app that uh that and this was, you know, this is the 2007, you know, Nokia N95, right? That you as you move this thing around, you hear go whoosh 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 right now. Obviously, we've got, you know, this is you know, with with the smartphones that we have today, every you know, pretty much every phone's got an accelerometer in it in some way right so th- this is not some this is this was novel back in 2007 it's not so novel today you know i think it was probably novel when the iphone came out in the u.s but um but ultimately this is uh, it's 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 not new anymore um, yeah come on you know at least half of you all out there have that beer pouring app on your phone admit it yeah yeah well I've done that or the or the you know the i don't know whatever it is the the uh the the, the encore you know where you, you you get the you got the virtual picture of a lighter as you're moving your you know. oh i always wondered what that was i've actually seen that on videos yeah that's that's fucking lame yeah. man back in our day we actually had a fucking bick and then you literally tagged what concert it was that you were at with that bick and you put it up and you never touched it again it was a collector's item that's right um but yeah we're old and grumpy and you know, there's that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, there is that. But, you know, the so the accelerometer allows you to automatically adjust the visual output to make it for the direction of the screen. In this way, you can view lists with the screen held vertically and watch videos with the screen. Screen! Screen! What is wrong with my tongue today? I promise you, I am as sober as a judge in Blount County, Tennessee. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. I'm telling you, I'm on fire, fire, fire! Yeah. So <laughs> you can you can view lists with the same with the screen held vertically and also watch videos with the screen held sideways. So like I was saying, if you're watching yeah, exactly. YouTube or something yeah. like that, so yeah. And don't forget the fact the fact that your phones have cameras and microphones. That oh it, my god, yes. Like yeah. just know if you're ever wondering if Google or Siri is always listening. Come on. How many of us who have Apple devices have been having a conversation with somebody and that rude electronic bitch interrupts with, I don't understand what you're asking. Could you rephrase the question? Or some other general like, shut the fuck up, Siri. And Google too. 
Yeah. Is, have you ever wondered why you'll be having a conversation with someone if you have an Android Google phone, and then when you go to search, all of a sudden the shit you were just talking about, whether it's a product or whatever, magically appears as, you know, suggested searches. Hmm, coincidence? I think not. I, you, you, if, damn it, I don't have that clip loaded. But anyway, uh, but that, yeah, so this is where it gets interesting. Yeah, so... Yeah, we're, you're you're kind of tipping the hand here for the second half of show, but uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, but uh, but ultimately, yeah, the, 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 there's sensors, right? And and they're not just used when you take them, right? It, that's that's something you got to worry about. And so we'll we'll talk about like where this gets really kind of scary in the second half of show. But I think uh, this is probably one of the shows where the toast and jam is going to be the the meat of the show. I think today because we got. Um, yeah, we have a lot of awesome stuff in the Toast and Jam. But I just wanted to say that, you know, if, if you have nothing better to do during your day, just has a just have like maybe a five-minute random conversation with yourself in a private place about some seriously debacle shit like, you know, goat fucking in the UK, myth or fact, and see what Google comes up with for that shit. <laughs> you realize that's a potential show title, right? I realize that 90% of the things that come out of my yap are potential show titles. Sometimes I do it on purpose. Other times it's just me being me. There you go. So we have a, anyway. We have a lot to talk about as far as the stuff that we that uh, that has went on this past week. Um, and uh, let, let's start with the fact that um, yeah, you got a little bit of a you had a little bit of an accident in the kitchen. Well, yeah, I wasn't watching what the hell I was doing, and as I was rotating some roasting squash. And some chicken around in the oven. My forearm, my upper forearm, touched the oven door glass at the tune of 400 degrees. So I had a nice little first degree burn that I was desperately trying to keep from turning into a second degree. And the, and the thing is, now, y'all know I have medical training. I know the first thing I should have done was to apply ice or something cold to that area to prevent it from furthering. But I can be honest with you, with the way that I eat clean, you know, same way Phone Boy does. Your body reacts so much different in that, that the pain threshold was so low. It was more of just like, ah, fuck me, I burned myself. It wasn't like, oh my God, I have to get ice right now. So subsequently, it was easily 30 minutes to an hour or more before I actually applied ice to that burn. And I decided I was going to put some lavender oil, as recommended by my healing wheel, I put some straight lavender oil after I iced it down and put a Band-Aid on it. And the next day, the pain was gone. It was almost like nothing had, av- had ever happened. It was, it was still kind of pink, but there was absolutely no blistering. And now you can't even tell, like three days later, where that burn had been. It's just gone. Yeah. So yeah, when when you when you know your body is not uh, spending all of its time repairing damage from the food that you ate, it can spend its time repairing damage from you know you know clots or whatever it is, right? Yes, I was I was not paying as close of attention as I should have been to where my arms were in proximity to how open the oven door was. I was rushing trying to get that stupid shit. I, I was trying to take a shortcut. I'll just admit it. I was trying to sh- take a shortcut with how things were fitting into the oven and ultimately i should have just done it the way i originally ended up doing it which turned out perfect but yeah i admit it i was a klutz yeah all right so but yeah so this is one of the benefits of uh, you know eating clean right is that yeah your and body also fast. homeopathic healing i mean think about it yeah. how long all right first of all do you think that whatever pig pharma puts out would have prevented that burn from blistering yeah no. the way that that lavender oil did i highly doubt it 
Because I guarantee you, with as much as it started hurting by the end of the night, when I put the ice on it, which I think putting the ice on it made the son of a gun hurt worse than initial burn. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it didn't. I don't know that it actually did much for you, but um, but yeah. You well, did. I mean, I was just following the directions of my healing wheel, so yeah. I put the ice on, and then we put the lavender oil on with its healing properties, yeah. and bing, bang, boom, no scar. You can't even tell I had a burn. Oh, there you go. Yeah, meanwhile, I've got scars on my fingers from when I was like three, so... Uh, so oh, believe me, I, I have uh, I have a few select scars in places from different yeah. things that I've done. There's no no joke about that. Okay, so all right, uh, well, let's move on to uh, the meat of the of the of the toast and jam. Oh but, yeah, uh, yeah. So um, actually, th- yeah. The, so we um, yeah we need to get uh, so um, we you know that we I think we agreed to buy uh, what is it ten chickens. Uh, a quarter cow, half a pig. Okay, so and, how it started yeah. is... So go on, yeah. Yeah, because I know you wanted me to tell this story. So I'm pretty sure the pedal heads are somewhat familiar with the fact that when we... I mean, we go to the farmer's market every Saturday, and there are select meat-producing people. You know, we're, we're shaking the hand of the farmer of the meat that we're eating, ultimately. And it started with a order form because our Randolph Farms beef people were out of product. They literally only had like some stew bones and I think some stew meat left in their freezers. Now they were getting more, but it was kind of one of those things that as soon as they have a restock, people are going to just, you know, lunge on it. So if you wanted something specific, put in the order form and they would make sure that they filled the order before they brought whatever they had to the farmers market. Yeah, and by so, the way, by the way, they were we we went and visited them uh, today, and yeah, they 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 definitely were back. Yeah, they stock. were well stocked. They had a couple of uh, yeah. they had a couple of beef they had brought to the processor, yeah. so they're more than well stocked. Yeah. But ultimately, so we fill out this form to get roughly about eh, a little less than twenty five pounds worth of meat when it was all said and done. And the woman called me and she said, look, we've had a problem with the USDA processor. There's a little bit of a delay, but we have this other processor that's not USDA, but, you know, he's done a lot of work for us before. He works really clean. And the only sticking point is you have to either order a quarter, a half, three quarter or whole of the cow because they can't just sell when it's not a USDA processor they can't just sell like a ribeye steak or a rack of ribs they have to sell a portion so ultimately we talked price and I said all right let me talk to phone boy and see you know what his thoughts are because we're looking at going from roughly 25 pounds of meat to 120 pounds of meat not that that's a problem because you know mm, more cow so there was no hesitation whatsoever. I said to him, hey, this is the situation. He was like, absolutely, let's go with the quarter cow. Yes, let's do this. So I got a hold of her. And next week, we will have, we should be getting a call by the end of the week about how thick we want our steaks and so on and so forth. And we're actually going to take the heart and the liver of the animal. And I'm actually going to prepare that uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to do, I'll probably do a heart and liver at the same time. Uh, so we'll probably end up having at least two meals out of the heart and liver of that animal. And I can tell you the beef we get from Randolph Farm is just out of this world. I've actually recommended it to my mom and Wookie, who's in the studio tonight, uh, visiting with us, that 
is the people to contact because their their product is so good. We absolutely love their meat. But in order to be able to house this quarter cow that we ordered and subsequently we had also spoken with DeBell Farms about getting a half pig, which ended up being a really good idea because we got like three packs of bacon. We got a Boston butt that I can't wait to throw on the smoker when we finally get it. You know, got a nice ham for a holiday or for just some night when you decide you want ham. I don't know. Yeah. But we ended up with that beautiful half of pig. And then I got a hold of our chicken people at Casey Farms and said, hey, when y'all come on Saturday, can we get five birds off y'all? We ultimately wanted 10, but we settled for five, and then they're going to have the other five in two weeks because there's an event happening next Saturday, so there won't be any farmer's market report from us. But ultimately, I am going to keep five birds whole, and I'm going to take five birds and defrost them safely, and then I'm going to cut them up into legs, thighs, breasts, and the like, and of course, keeping the carcasses to make stock out of. But ultimately, by the time we're done, because we had to procure a freezer. Now, I had a freezer, but I told my ex that he could have it. I wish I had never done that, but irrelevant to the fact. Uh, It's actually a nine cubic foot, and we ended up buying a seven cubic foot. But that's okay, because I think we can survive with two cubic feet less. Yeah, and exactly. I mean, it's great. We plugged it in. It was really no fuss, no muss. Just uncrated it plugged it in within 24 hours it was colder than a well digger's ass ready for the meat and friday we went to debel and we picked up the pig and then this morning we went and picked up the five chickens from casey farms and then in a week we'll have the other you know meat the quarter cow and we've got all this beautiful brand new freezer that we get to put it in and uh while we were at debel because we actually physically went to the farm and got to see the chickens that they have. We got, I got to hold, and uh, I, I think Phoneboy is going to post the picture in the chat. Uh, I posted, I or put not it, in the it, chat, in the, in the show, show notes. It'll be, it's in the show notes, yeah. Right, in the show notes of me holding this cute little bacon bit, also known as a piglet. Sweetest little animal. Did not make a fuss at all. Just let me pet it and hold it. It was so adorable. And I know that someday that bacon bit is going to be a a full-sized meal. (laughs) I'm not fooled by the hype. I know where my food comes from. And this is even more um, proof of that, that, you know, I get to shake the hand of the farmer that's raising the pork that we're consuming. I get to see the conditions in which they're living. Uh, I even got to meet the mom and dad of, you know, the, the little piglets. And this is just a major awesome thing that we get to do because of where we live and our choice to eat clean and seek out those who are part of the movement to feed America and not make a million dollars doing it. You know, they're very much against, especially DeBell Farms. You know, we had a really great conversation with them about the fact that, you know, things in this country are fixing to go tits up. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and yeah, that's actually kind of funny because I think we, there was at least two of the three farms um, we, that we've talked to have told us that they, they moved to this area with like kind of a spiritual calling almost to, to because they weren't because because uh, I know Jeff and Felicia, uh, Felicia weren't, uh, you know, they, they weren't, you know, they weren't doing farming. As I said, uh, you know, Jeff was a trucker, right? Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, I found and, that and, out today. And I think when we talked to the Casey Farms folks, they, you know, they mentioned the same 
um, you know, the, the, kind of the same thing. I remember them saying that they that they felt a calling to come to this area, and and, and yeah, we're and you know, I mean, obviously, we came to this area. I mean, I, I don't. Um, I certainly had no idea about uh, about this uh, about this place, uh, you know, more than you know before I moved here, right? I mean, I mean, I knew you know. Tennessee was a gorgeous place. It's the reason I moved here almost eleven years ago, or hell, at this point, it's God. How long has it been since I've lived here? Shit, it's been twelve years. What am I talking about? Yeah. So yeah, you know, twelve years ago, you know, I knew this was a place I wanted to live, and. I knew that it was beautiful and when you know when my ex and I started doing the homestead thing it really changed my way of thinking when this whole corona thing started you know the whole scamdemic and everything it got me thinking differently about all the things that we could possibly be facing and now the government you know here in the summertime is you know I call it scheduling a food shortage for the winter it's just really sad that more people don't realize the the BS that's going on behind the scenes. So the fact that we've been really blessed enough to just on a fluke move to this particular area. I mean, everything just lined up for us to move here, have an amazing place and also meet these fantastic farmers that every single one of them from the chicken to the pork, to the beef have all said, if you want to come out and see, you know, basically meet your meet your meat as, as it were. Um, you know, feel free to do so. And we got invited to actually go back to Debel, and they they gave me a lot of ideas because I was really impressed by the way that they have their chicken run set up. It was completely different than the way that we had set up our yard for our chickens when the ex and I had them, and. I mean, they've got everything. They've got bunny rabbits, pigs. They're getting new goats in for goat milk. They've got an amazing, sustainable existence on their little slice of heaven. And I, I am really impressed by what they've got going on. They are definitely a, they're a very spirit-based uh, farm and family. Um, big family, too. Dear God, Mormons. Ten kids between the two of them. Can you believe it? So yeah, they're they're set up for success, I think. And I really love the fact that they share their beautiful homesteading farm um yeah. operation, you know, with our farmers market and with the people who, you know, go there. I mean, not only did we get the pork this week, but we got a couple of summer or um spaghetti squashes that were grown there, yep. some onions, some garlic. Yeah. Uh we oh my god, this tea. Holy crap, y'all. This woman makes the most amazing tea. This stuff has got Yeah, we got to get to get a picture of it. And, I'm oh my god, like half the jug is already gone. It's so freaking good. Yeah, and, and no sugar in it, which, which which Yeah, not an ounce of sugar. It's just tea, cinnamon, cardamom, black pepper. Yeah. And there might be some ginger in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah possibly. But I mean it smells as good as it sounds. And I know you're thinking black pepper. Ooh, nah. Let me tell you. You put like a spoonful of honey in this and mix it up, even though we're NS&G. Cheat a little bit with the honey because at least honey's natural. It's not like processed sugar. Oh, it's a religious experience. Yeah. It was so good. And she's got all these. She's got a hibiscus variety yeah. that I saw. And I love, I mean, I'm not necessarily a fan of drinking hibiscus tea, but yeah. the color is so pretty. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's yeah, we had a, yeah, we definitely had it. And also, yeah, while we were at DeBell, yep. we just happened, because, of course, you know, Jeff gave us the tour of the place. And, yeah. I mean, we got ate up. Let's just 
ad- admit we are covered in bug bites, y'all. But that's farm life, and I would do it again in a heartbeat. It was such an amazing experience to see their chickens. I miss my chickens. You know, getting to hold that piglet and give a scratch to the the boar that you know is responsible for those little piglets and the kittens. Oh my God, they have these two beautiful black cats one of them's a little black and white and then the other one's just black and they're barn cats but they're the most friendly sweetest sweethearts i've i've ever seen yeah oh they they, were just the sweet just and let you pick them up and hold them and just lay there like okay i'm getting love now there's just that that whole atmosphere was just so beautiful oh i know you know we we go inside and then felicia's taking company with a couple of people from her church and making tea like, this woman is amazing. She's so cool. I would love to just hang out with her for a day. Like, I can picture me and her in our little canning aprons, just murdering the kitchen with produce into jars. I'm just saying, like, that's where my head went. Yeah. <laughs> but while we were there, the whole reason I started telling that story is while we were there, we got to see some turkeys that they are raising, and we put a deposit down on one yep. to have a fresh turkey for Thanksgiving. There you go. Yeah. And, I'm uh, so excited about that. I am too. And uh, yeah, we, we, so uh, yeah, all the meat that we'll be eating uh, for the short term, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's stuff that we know where it came from. That's right, because uh, we've shook the hand of the farmer that grew it. That's right. And that's the way it should or be. raised it. Yeah, the raised it. Technical. That's right. So now, um, okay, so so... You got a couple. We got a couple more topics on our on our um, on our. Uh, what do you call it? The yeah. The, on the, the toast and jam. jam. So um, yeah. So I guess we talk about jobby job job. Uh huh. Yeah. So, well, cause especially since it leads into the other one. So it does. It does. It does. Okay. So here's here's the scoop on this situation. So the jobby job job, as phone boy refers to it. I got a job. Now it's not prestigious. It's not great, and it's definitely not making a lot of money, but. It's full time and it doesn't seem like it's going to be all that difficult and it means that I can go home and I can go to school. So I'm going to I'm going to do my reapplication and actually take that aggravating acuplacer test I keep yakking about. Yeah. And so yeah, I'm going to be working at a pizza pizza place. I'm sure you all know what it is. I don't have to say the name. Yeah, exactly. And it's nice because for I start tomorrow, so the after party might be a little clipped off tonight because I do actually have to be up at a human time in the morning. But my normal schedule will be Monday through Friday, so my weekends will be mine, which is wonderful. And the manager of the place, it's really sad. The guy is literally fucking young enough to be my son. I'm really getting old. But it's nice because I can actually work this job and have him work around my school schedule, whatever it might be. So that's a very encouraging feeling. And I saw a job opening today that I'm going to check on because it's only seven hours a day and I'm just really, um, I don't know, I'm just a really, okay, I'm money hungry. All right. I want to make a lot of money. I don't want somebody else's money. I want my money. <laughs> so I am considering taking another position just to kind of, you know, boost the paycheck because, you know, uh, greasers ain't going to pay me an ass ton of money. Let's just be honest about it. And I'm not even quite getting 40 hours. So let's just say that, yeah, a, a little extra bump would not hurt anybody. But I'm really psyched about having this job. And like phone boy said, that leads into something else, which is I had to have black pants or black shorts to do this job. And of course, I own all of one pair of black jeans because as you all know, I've been going through this major weight loss journey 
and I continue to lose. I'm very excited about it. So we went to Cookville to go because it's, of course, a bigger you know, city and has more things to go to Torrid because it's my favorite place to shop and also because I can fit into those clothes, but nonetheless. So we spend like 80 something dollars and then he goes, hey, let's go to Walmart. So we go to Walmart because we had some stuff we needed to pick up and we figured the one in Cookville would be larger than our one here in Crossville. So we go and I thought it would be hilarious to pick up a size 48 and a size 46 of shorts that just happen to be black. And I'm like, you and I both know there's no way in hell I'm going to get into these, but just for funsies, I got a changing room. I'm now sitting in a pair of 46 shorts, y'all. I've literally lost 10 inches off of my waist since I started this journey in January. And I fit into a size that is almost what I wore in high school as far as women's clothing in torrid sizes. So I am so excited for me. That is one of the biggest non-scale victories I've had in a very long time. And I can tell you, it feels good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so it's it's nice to be able to, and I personally, my own experience with that is, uh, yeah, being able to go into, um, you know, or being able to go into a normal store and buying clothing, right? It's, uh, you know, it's it's nice to be able to do that. Um, yeah, I need to get, I need to get back on my, you know, I need, I need to get back on the road with my feet and uh, move around a bit. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, but yeah. Yeah, that, but we, well, we, <laughs> what we didn't tell the pedal heads is the fact that we have this kind of... I don't I don't know I don't know how you would explain it. Basically it's if I can get down to two hundred pounds, which is less than what I weighed in high school, and you can get down to one hundred and seventy five, we're gonna go out shopping and we're gonna get dressed to the nines. And then we're gonna go have an elegant dinner where you actually have to make a reservation and yeah. show our new physiques off. There you go. And and celebrate our success. Yeah. So yeah. Um <clears throat> We did that. Okay, so there's one other thing here. So we we actually there uh, is yeah. So funny thing is, um, yeah, we're you know we're not cheating on you, Evolve, but we happen to be in Cookville, and and we where we happen to be, uh, we actually did a, go into a different. Hey, vape I shop. don't I don't see a ring on this hand from Evolve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but so we, it's we, not cheating if you don't swallow, right? I, I guess I don't know, um, but anyway, we happen to go into a different vape shop and and. Um, and and amazing thing is we found there was this there's a, a stem that you Okay, were so for. I have yeah. I have this beautiful bong that I've named Strawberry Shortcake and I'm really fond of her. And somehow well, not somehow, I'm a fucking idiot. That's how. Uh I can neither confirm nor deny I may have set my stem on the arm of my Adirondack chair on the deck, it rolled off and smashed. Well, my youngest son, Phoenix Jr. in the chat uh, he was awesome. He had a bong that had broken. So he was like, will this fit? And I looked at him like, oh my God, that's exactly the size I need. Rock on. So yeah, I was tapping that against the deck floor and broke it. So yeah, I've broken two bowls to the same bong in like, I don't know, a month's time easily because I'm a fucking retard. So just by happenstance, we had bought a bowl just so we could still smoke. Uh, when the stem broke and now I did glue the original stem back together let's not just be stupid but you know I I like having one that's not going to come apart if it gets too hot and sometimes that torch sits on that glass just a while but anyway long story short they actually had a stem that fit my pipe or my bong 
And we had already bought this really awesomely crafted glass piece from Evolve um, when I broke the original stem. So now I actually have use for it because the stem we bought actually requires a bowl in order to make things happen, which I was not aware of at the time, which was lovingly pointed out to me by Phone Boy when we got ready to use it. So happy days are here again. I have a fully functional stem and bowl, and we are partying like rock stars during our after party and uh, before we go to bed and any other fucking time we want. Why? Because we're the stars of this piece of shit. But, yeah. Anyway, we... Yeah, so... Yeah, again, a function of um, again, a function of just uh, Cookville being a, a slightly larger place. That, they, that that shop that we went to is also a little bit bigger too. So there's a lot more selection of. Oh my god, the selection yeah. was amazing. We literally spent a couple hundred bucks in that joint. No bullshit. But let me tell you, if y'all get a chance to get a hold of some Skywalker Lifter yeah. CBD or whatever it is, uh, no, it's actually it's Delta. It's Delta 8 or Delta THCP. I don't fucking know. All I know is, holy shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway, we, but anyway, we, this is, um, uh, yeah, we had a, that was, that was a good find. It was one of those things the universe sort of guided us towards. Um, and, uh, yeah, I kind of like that. Uh, so, um, well, I guess we'll, so I guess we'll move on to our refire topic, which is the best vacation yes, I should. ever had. Now, we put a rule, now I, I put a rule in on this. Um, the, uh, the right before the show started, and I said, "Yeah, we can't talk about our. Um, we can't. I think we both. I think both of our best vacations involve each other, and I think we've already covered that on the show. So we have. But I, I wanted to let you know that Cottonjin has made a special request that in the after party we actually tell the story of the trip across the country as well as the South Carolina trip. He wants to hear the story okay. for whatever reason. So." Okay. In in respect to Truthy Harkner, we're not going to tell that story on the regular show, but we will tell it in the after party for anyone who wants to hear it. Feel free to join us, lotuseffect.stream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, we will, yeah, we, as I say, it's been covered in the show, and we'll, we will have it as a, um, you know, I don't know, we'll think it, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do it in the after party. It seems like a good, uh, good thing to do. Uh, so, um, so the question is, which one of us wants to go first? I'm going to let you go first simply because I hadn't really thought about um, my best vacation because, well, quite frankly, I've not really taken a whole lot of vacations, but I think I have one. Yeah. I've, uh, unfortunately, the best vacation I've had would be vacations where everybody else left the house and I was home alone. Uh, yeah. And I think that's, and I mean, and there's been a few of those. Uh, in fact, we, uh, there was one in uh, 2021. Um, so last year, that was probably, you know, um, especially given how, uh, I don't know, contentious things got as time went on. Yes. That, uh, those ended up being the best vacations. It's that my idea of a vacation was for everybody else to be somewhere else. And uh, yeah, so the, that's, you know, I guess that, I mean, that probably also speaks to some of the larger issues that I was having in my marriage, but, uh, you know, that, that's, uh, that's what you do, but it's, uh, but yeah, I mean, one I've actually been on, I'm trying to think, um, that, that didn't involve, uh, my, my partner in crime here. Um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really struggling to, to, to find one because, um, they've all, they've all been traumatic on some way, shape or form. And, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad that I can finally uh, that I'm finally free of uh, what I was what I was um, you know what, what what was part of my life at that, at that time and uh, you know and I'm ready to you know move on with my uh, um, you know I'm ready to move on with my life and start enjoying stuff so absolutely 
So, the, okay. So I realize I don't have a, a moment because, yeah, I'm trying to think of, I'm just trying to think of something that I did that was, um, you know, maybe, I don't know, some of the trips that, you know, that trying to think some of the stuff that my mom took me on, you know, maybe, you know, maybe to Disneyland or something as a kid, but that's as far as it, it goes. I done, I don't have a lot of vacations and certainly as an adult, I didn't take any major vacations. And, and I don't know that any of you took vacations because we didn't get any phone calls, but, uh, you know, if you, but you can call on two, five, three, two, three, seven, three, three, two, one at some point during the show and uh, weigh in on your favorite, on your favorite vacation that you had. Yeah. I mean, between now and the end of the show, please feel free to call and let us know about the best vacation you ever had. I, I can say me personally, I would say the best vacation I ever had probably came around the time I was 15 years old. And I got to meet my father's half-brother, Gene, who has since passed on, and his wife, Marie, who is the most amazing woman. I have shouted from the rooftops. I have praised her from here to hell and back. She is the most amazing person I've ever met. When I came out to her as being gay, she was like, so what, I'm supposed to stop loving you now? Uh, You know, haha disinherit you you know laugh joke you know you're you're my niece you know i'm always gonna love you no matter what you do and then when i called her to tell her about phone boy and say okay so you know here's the situation and she was so sweet bless her heart she said now if we can just get you right with god (laughs) and i kind of choked and i said well that might be a little harder uh Harder sell, Aunt Marie, but you know, I'll, I'll put some thinking into it because I do. I respect her immensely. But getting back to the vacation, it was my first time that I had traveled with my family or at all for that matter to the beautiful state of Tennessee, and meeting them just made it so much better. I mean, the weather was amazing, the people were amazing. I love the southern accent, I always have, and it was just it was a happier time in my life i don't i i have one vacation as an adult that i probably could talk briefly about and you heard me talk about the cruise that we went on for my ex's 50th birthday well we also took my mom and wookie who's in the studio tonight on a cruise to the caribbean and we went to San Juan and St. Martin, St. Thomas. It was a beautiful trip. We, I can remember being in Turks and Caicos and walking across the bridge from the ship to the mainland. And you look down and you can see these mirror fish. I'm sure they are called something else, but I call them mirror fish. They're these big fish that just have this beautiful silver iridescent sheen to them. And... It just looked like you could reach down and just touch them. But I'm sure that water had to be, you know, definitely, you know, 10, 15, 20 feet deep at the, probably even more. I mean, I I don't even know. But we got to go swimming in that beautiful, pristine, crystal clear water. And it was just such a great time. I love going sailing. You know, if, if these damn cruise companies would stop this nonsense about having to test or be vaccinated in order to take a cruise. I'd be more than glad to put my hard-earned money out to have that kind of vacation. I mean, it's truly a a vacation that's all-inclusive. You've got your food, you know, you can get a liquor package, at, at least with Carnival you can, or last time I knew, where you pay 
like so much per day and you drink all you want. I know many people that have taken advantage of that. When the kids were little, uh, they had a thing called bottomless bubbles where you bought the sticker and they could just go up to the bar and get, you know, soda or whatever as much as they wanted, you know, all day long. And it was just, it was a really good value. You know, you've got your lodging, you've got, I mean, food 24-7. You know, in my other life, holy crap, I would absolutely destroy some pizza, some omelets, some ice cream. Yeah, like the fact of having food at your disposal 24 hours a day, plus you have room service. Don't get me started on how good room service was because the food on those cruises is just phenomenal hot fresh garbage let's not be fooled by the hype but still phenomenal and delicious and if if we ever went on a cruise i have to say i think i would have to leave my nsng pants home because i i can't resist a 24-hour food fest when there's shit that smells that good and it's your vacation so when you're on vacation you're allowed to be a little bit naughty i'm not saying go full you know go go full carb addict but i may need to increase the size in my pants before the end of the cruise i'm just saying yeah Exactly. You know, Kristen, you got Billy Bones pointing out that farm jobs really don't offer vacations. Yeah, That's right. the truth. That's true. Um, well, yeah, bottom line is, yeah, we're, you know, the, I think before I even think about, you know, cruises, yeah, who knows? They need to kind of get their head out of their ass in terms of the vaccination stuff. But, uh, yeah, I need to get my, uh, you know, get my shit together before we can even think about uh, vacations again. You know, just all the all of the 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 items in both of our lives i think that still need a little bit of a uh, little bit of focus and attention and, and get the get things in a stable environment before we uh, you know oh yeah i'm not believe me when when i speak of the fact phone boy you know as well as i do and yeah i know i'm getting sappy again y'all but every day with you is like a vacation it's like a dream i have the most amazing time living just my normal life whether it's cooking dinner doing this podcast even grocery shopping is fun with you yeah, well, you know, we, yeah, we uh, definitely have some fun uh, when we do that. Yeah, the, the hot fresh garbage game. How many? How many ingredients? I love the hot fresh garbage game. Even though people look at us like we've lost our minds, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, well, maybe we have lost our minds. Who knows? Yeah, well, we, we've reached the second half of the show, so uh, yeah, we have lost our minds. Um, yeah, of course, that's what we're clearly. Doing. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so we talked about, and I'm sure there's other sources of information. And, and I, that, one of the things I didn't highlight about the cell phone is that, yeah, all the data that's on the phone, like all the, you know, all the, all the, from the applications and stuff, right? That, and, and your, you know, your contact list and all the other stuff that your phone stores. Well, I didn't even get into all that, right? So I realized that this is, you know, so um, I'm sure some tech nerd somewhere is going, well, actually, I forgot about this. Yeah. I was like, okay, fine. We get, you, we're giving you enough to get the idea here, right? And, and what actually is. As we said, this is not a tech show. Sir Bemrose can feel free if he doesn't agree with anything that we're putting out there to scream and holler in the chat like he usually does, and we love him for it, if we're erroneous. That's, that's right. So, um, and, and I know there's other dudes named Ben out there that can correct this stuff. So, um, But, I mean, the reality is, is that where, where things get scary in all this is when you start combining all this information and consolidating it onto a single device under the control of a different entity, i.e. not yourself, and worse, you open it up to third parties. Enter the modern smartphone. 
I watched, I watched this shit grow up from the beginning. Uh, it's a treasure trove of data, both personal and professional in nature. This is above and beyond the sensors the phone has. It's this combination that's very much of interest to advertising companies like Google, who control Android, and companies that aspire to be like them, like Facebook and Amazon and whoever else. Uh, so it's all of these different touch points that start being, you know, and, and you start combining all of that stuff on the back end and, you know, some way, shape, or form, that's where things get really interesting uh, as, far as, as far as that goes. Um, you know, and again, I you know this 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 is always a question that comes up when we're, um, you know, when with all this data, like who has access to what, right? Well, um, you know, phone applications, right? It's the very thing that makes a smartphone useful. It's also the very thing that makes it dangerous, as far as being tracked goes, right? In any application, whether it's coming from an official app store or not, potentially has access to all the data from all those sensors, not to mention all the data on your phone. And yeah, don't just blindly click agree to the service. Uh, terms and conditions. Read those things. Yeah. So I've a- so I've actually got a uh, so this is where I get to kind of dig into some of the stuff that I do as, at my day job. Right? Is is, is, is cyber cybersecurity? I know y'all so- cannot see this, but phone boy's leaning sideways. He's so excited. <laughs> leaning sideways. Oh boy. Um, this is. Uh, um, this. Is- I locked his brain up. Drink. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but but ultimately, this we get to again in the stuff that yeah that that, that yeah the really smart people I work with, uh, you know they're they're looking for all the time all the you know all the ways that you can get compromised and yeah mobile, you know yeah and again despite the fact that you might, that you might get prompted to you know okay allow this app to you know use use some of the, you know, one of these sensors right. Um, Think about why it needs to use those sensors, right? Does it really does it really need to know your your physical location? Probably not, right? Um, and this is and so um, you know, and unfortunately, there are scams that happen on mobile phones. This is this is one that this is one from uh, you know this is one from earlier this year, right? And it ultimately. Um, you know, you could get, uh, you know, you could be getting something from your mobile device that's actually, uh, you know, a scam to try and get all your money, right? Um, this thing, this, you know, some some people who unfortunately get, fit, yeah, they go down the rabbit hole of a, uh, you know, of, of losing their life savings to a scam that promises them, you know, true love and happiness or whatever. Uh, so, you know, th- this kind of stuff happens all the time. And it's not even really, you know, there's not necessarily even a technical issue. It's just that the, the phones offer that sort of connectivity. Your number's everywhere and, you know, the people get spammed or scammed or whatever and all that takes is for one person to um you know to or, you know one or two people to actually be able to uh to handle it yeah and and believe me don't think that just because you're a little old you you know you're a nothing in the world in the great scheme of things don't think that you can't be a target there was a hack at a very uh very fortune 500 company that uh, Phoneboy knows about that they got in through a personal email of the person at this company and it it was a it was a big big fucking problem there was ransomware involved in the whole nine yards but even on cell phones as I mean let's just face it everyone uses their cell phone it's it's like it, it's your life all your contacts are on it. Your email is on it. You've probably got pictures of your kids and your and your pets on it. Your schedule on it. I mean, our lives literally sit on our phones. And the fact that all of that data is at the at the hands of anyone who wants it, who has the ability and the knowledge to hack into that phone, whether it be for nefarious purpose, government purpose. Oh wait, that was a stutter, or whatever. Just you know, have a VPN, 
have security yeah. set yeah, well, up. I'll, all ta- I'll that. talk about I'll talk about that at the end. But um, what you need to do. But ultimately, yeah, there's all these prompts. We well, all the whole get, reason that yeah. I even got into that was because of the application thing. Yeah. That it's very easy for hackers and nefarious individuals to piggyback a application on a phone. And when you do an update, if for some reason it's not caught by Apple or whatever, imagine how many people are being infected by that one little thing just because Apple forced your phone to do a normal update. And the only reason I thought of that is because I was forced to have an update on my phone last night. It did it while I was sleeping and the bastard disabled my alarm clock. So my 730 alarm clock never occurred in 10 minutes of nine. Phone boy's wrapping his arm around me going, are we going to get up? We have to go to farmer's market. And I'm like, the fuck? I was supposed to be up at 730. So yeah, just, you know, even if you know where you're downloading your application from, be cautious, beware, be vigilant that... Yeah. Shit can come from anywhere. Well, not only that, is it even you know the you know, don't assume that the even the official app stores necessarily are able to catch everything. Uh, yeah, you, you know, were talking uh, about knowing yeah. you know knowing the URL. Yeah, well, you know, you, read shit. Yeah, it's hard to do that, but it's but again with applications, it's hard to know where it's coming from and where the data is going to. And and yeah, now of course worse, right? Let's so let's let's ignore the let's ignore applications for a minute. Let's assume that you know we're assuming that Apple and Google are on the up and up, right? Is it, that they're trustworthy, right? Um, Not even a little bit, but anyway, right? And you know. And of course, then we get into malicious apps, and they can be installed in a hidden way, right? All these different tracking apps of folks. Um, I got a got a great example of this. So some years ago, uh, a friend of my not soon enough ex uh, had an issue where her husband was tracking. You uh, had installed like malware on the phone, right? Uh, to try and, and to be able to listen in on all the phone calls and, and do what you know, kind of spy, right? Um, that kind of stuff certainly happens, right? Um, and unfortunately, when that kind of stuff happens, your best bet is to take the phone, put it in the trash, and start over because yeah, you're you're pretty you're pretty compromised at that point. Uh, so uh, that's a it's it, unfortunately it, you know how do you uninstall malware? Well, sometimes if it's an, if if the malware is actually embedded in the operating system or the hardware, yeah, your only your only options replace it. There's no software update that's going to fix that, right? Uh, so um, you know sometimes your best bet is to take the phone, throw it in the trash, and start it over. Burn it and start over. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, uh, just also remember, like you take photos with your phone, right? And actually, this is you know um, the Nokia, the the you know the the, the head of Nokia at the at the in the two thousand, I think, said you know the be- your your the best camera is the one with you, right? And we all have mobile phones with us, and so yes, the the phones, uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of pictures are taken with phones, and guess what? They have GPSs and they tag photos, and and so you know, make sure you turn that off, even when you don't want them to. That's right. Um, so. Um, you know, and let's take it. Let's you know. Let's go for an, let's let's see. Let's go further. You know, further down this rabbit hole. Your phone most likely has a Find My Phone feature of some sort. Whether you know, whether it's a you know, whether it's Google or or Apple or or Samsung or whatever, right? Um, yeah, it, it, they have a they have an op- they have something that allows you to find your phone in case it gets lost or stolen. Right? Sounds like a good thing. Well. Uh, how do we know that information's not shared with, uh, you know, with law enforcement or whatever? Um, oh, you know, it totally is. Yeah. If if you're not on the right side of the law and they're looking for you, um, yeah, the the book goes out the window. They gave less than a fuck. 
Yeah, exactly. And, you know, then you start worrying about, okay, and yes, they, you know, they, you know, and something else to point out here is, you know, we talked about all this data that they're being collected. Yeah, Google, you know, when it when it drives the, uh, you know, when they when they drive the, the, the world to, to, to provide free mapping information, yeah, they also collect all the SSIDs and stuff that they find along the way. Uh, do you think they map those? Oh, yeah, that's very much so. And in fact, uh, so... But they don't really use their fucking head either. I mean, I'm just, I'm just going to say... In in specifics, you know, I have a, you know, having driven a truck, I have a Rand McNally GPS unit, and I cannot for the life of me understand how you can look at a road that obviously is just a fucking alley and go, oh yeah, turn this 80 foot vehicle down this road because we don't know uh, how to get you from point A to point B since you didn't listen to the first prompt. That makes no sense to me. I just want to take whoever's programming this thing, grab them by the neck and be like, look at this. Does this look like this fucking vehicle is going to fit down this alley? I don't think so. Exactly. Well, they don't don't use it. They don't know their customer, apparently. So, um. Okay. You and I know we've all seen that little Google vehicle driving around with that camera on the top of it. You're going to tell me that there's not a similar thing. Because it's not just Google I've seen that has those little camera cars. There are all kinds of companies that work GPS. Oh, hello. We're getting storms. We just had a blink. I hope we don't go completely offline like we did that after party. Exactly. But yeah, I mean, you can't tell me that that mapping system doesn't also have a car that's running about to map out what streets should and should not. I mean, you would think that something as important as a trucking app you don't easily turn 80 foot of vehicle around. I don't give a damn who you are. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm just saying. Yeah. Because it's specifically tailored to trucks. That's why we cost as much as we do to own this thing is because it's tailored for a truck. If we wanted something cheap, we'd buy a fucking Garmin. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. You'd think that it would be something that's appropriate, but... Um, you know, and again, you don't know. And, and so this is, you know, so keep in mind, right? Even if you, even if you're not sharing this information, you know, if even if you've opted out of this, are you really, have you really opted out? Now, I mean, that raises some question, right? So, um, you know, and of course, then again, your phone's a big web browser, you know, um, and you know, there's, I don't want, I won't even get into all the potential security vulnerabilities there. That said, you know, a browser often has more strict controls and ability and, or, you know, an inability to access the various sensors on a mobile device. It's, I always, I, I've I've kind of taken the approach that it's a safer bet than to try and use a specific application. If it's possible for me to do it from a web browser, I'm going to do it from a web browser because because at least I know what a web browser will do. Um, and if you know, and there's and there's you know there's content blocker apps and stuff that help with that. Um, and uh, you know, but the, but it, but you know, the web's also scary too because you know the, you know something like a Google or a Facebook or an Amazon can track you across multiple sites, right? So they get information from your devices, from the applications that you have on your phone. Uh, they um, you know they can they can mishmash all that information together, and you know when and relevant ads is kind of a you know it's you know I I, I don't like relevant ads. I don't want ads. Uh, you know you're not that's not valuable to me, right? So uh, that's why you pay extra on those apps to remove the ads. Yeah. So, um, that's right. Um, so, um, but here's the thing, right? And the, of course, there's also the bad guys, right? And this is this is you know this gets into my day job stuff. Um, you know, so mobile computing, or, you know, mobile phones are a computing platform like no other, given that they have, uh, you know, they have a lot of connectivity, they have a lot of storage, and they have a lot of processing power. Um, and you know, and they're and they're targeted by people that don't even pretend to have your good intentions in mind. I mean, Google and Facebook and Amazon and Apple, they all pretend to have your good intentions in mind. Uh, you know, we're talking about the you know the, the bad guys that don't even pretend, right? So, um, you know, just a 
few just a few things we've seen right so like uh there's yeah and, and all I, I can think of when yeah. you say that shit is like um uh tour yeah exactly well and tour can only do so much right but 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 anyway here's the you know so here's just a few examples right so iphones are vulnerable to an attack even when they're completely powered off sealed battery anyone yeah it's you know that's something i don't like about modern phones is that you can't take the battery out because that's the only way you know the thing's powered off is you know and unfortunately uh yeah but with all the different radios and beaconing systems yeah there's there's probably what you know um is your phone actually powered off probably not um you know and then if then you've got companies like xiaomi right that uh that that uh, you know have a bug in their in their trusted execution environment that allows uh, people to spoof mobile payments. Right, uh, you know we use our phones to pay for things, and unfortunately they're vulnerable, and they might you know that might uh, expose us in ways we're not thinking about. Um, you know, then of course there's there's hardware vulnerabilities. For example, the Unisoc baseband. Uh, you know, um, there 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 was a vulnerability with it that that uh, you know that that uh, caused certain problem you know, certain problems for certain probably Android phones, not not Apple, but but ultimately that because of that because it's a hardware bug that that can't easily be fixed right there you know there's people exploiting your stuff you know in in, in all kinds of different ways right so yeah so and if they can get to your phone and make it do things then yeah you've got you know that all of that information that's on your phone uh you know might be available to to somebody that you probably don't want to have have it well and you know the first person who really introduced me to how nefarious things can be and it wasn't because he was doing something nefarious as a matter of fact he was doing something beneficial for me was sir rev cyber trucker when he had me download an app on my phone so that he literally could control my phone to do what i needed to do because he knew how to do it and it was just easier for him to do and because i trust him i did allow him a one-time access to my phone to do that and we had a conversation beforehand that you know, I trusted him completely. I've known him for long enough. I knew he wasn't going to get in there and start, you know, hacking my personal data on this and that. But it also made me think about, you know, granted, you have to have a permission, a special code and shit like that in order to do that. But how hard would it be to uh, simulate a code and trick that application ultimately if someone, you know, just happened to be fishing around in the right area, right time? You know what I'm saying? And how many phones could be vulnerable to that under that, you know, particular thought process? Yeah, exactly. And so this is, and yeah, I mean, there's just so many, you know, again, this, all of this information, you know, is, uh, can be used against you. Right. And so, um, I think a lot more about data breaches than I ever did before since you and I got together because of the fact I watch what you do for work and I listen to the things that you and your colleagues say, which is what gets me to thinking about things like that. Yeah, exactly. Where, you know, if the company that owns the software, hardware, whatever for that application were to have a breach and all that sensitive information that's necessary that I'm sure is, you know, saved somewhere, you know, in their servers of, you know, your phone's unique ID or whatever, whatever. I just I see a potential threat is all I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. And there, yeah, the. the I mean, this is, it's a threat vector, right? And really what you should do is, you know, with all this stuff, right? Is you, when, when we talk about, when I talk about cybersecurity with folks and, and I don't really, you know, and, and, it doesn't. It doesn't matter the context, right? Your goal is to try and reduce your attack surface because, and and I think what you know people don't realize that yeah, every every little thing's an attack surface, right? So um, 
in terms of protecting yourself from all the stuff that the phone does, yeah, uh, try not to use applications. That's probably the biggest thing you can that anyone can do, right? So, um, you know, this is you know Adam Curry has talked about this on his OT and the OTG segments on No Agenda, right? Is ultimately he's you know he's gone down, you know he's minimized the he minimizes the number of apps he uses, and that right there. You know, reduces the attack surface to something that's a little bit more manageable, and uh, you know, and obviously, if you know, if if the app can't access the data, then you're you know, no matter what it does, then that that's the best thing to do. So, um, I always tell people, yeah. So, um, and I started doing this in 2021 when we started, you know, when um, you know, right after the right after the uh, quote unquote insurrection, I I I at that point said, okay, well, if I'm going to access these services, I'm not going to do it from my phone. Um, I'm going to do it from a desktop and. And, uh, you know, and that, and that limits the, the amount of data that they collect about me. Um, and, uh, you know, and obviously limit the number of applications you have installed, right? And, you know, carefully scrutinize any prompts where requests to access sensitive data are made, right? And, and Google and, and, uh, and or, you know, Android and iOS have different prompts for that. But think about what the app is asking, what the, think about what the app is supposed to do. Think about the permissions it's asking for and decide if it makes sense or not. Actually, it's it's kind of interesting that you brought that up because I was just thinking about the fact that shitty dump truck job that I worked for less than three days, mm-hmm. they actually force you to download an application on your phone in order to get the jobs that they have you doing for the day. And I just think that's kind of dickish for a company to insist that you have to download an app on your phone, but they're not offering any compensation for you downloading that app. What happens if, you know, let's just go plaid or chartreuse for a moment. What happens if that app gets hacked and there's some kind of malware put in it and the next time it updates, your phone is now infected? Do you think that company is going to assume any responsibility for the fact you were forced to download that application in order to essentially get paid and or work? I highly fucking doubt it. You know, where's the safeguards here? Yeah, exactly. Of course there isn't, and that's, this is the thing, right? And, uh, you know, with with any of this stuff, I think you, uh, um, you know, that, that yeah, that there's, and that's the thing. I mean, even, but in high-tech companies, that's actually pretty common. In order to be able to do your job, you actually need to download apps for your mobile device. Okay, and, in a high-tech yeah. company, I can almost understand that, but a fucking dump truck company? Come on, who the fuck do you people think you are? Somebody thinks they're a lot more important than they are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly, but so that's but yeah, you got to be careful. It's like okay, what is the purpose of the application, and what and what is it asking for, right? Because in, now, obviously, I was we, extremely argumentative. If I, I'm I know honest. you were, I, I know you were, because you and I talked about it. Um, so um, yeah. So, and ultimately, if you're not using a sensor, turn it off, right? And this is where, you know, we start talking, there's some of the phones that are, pri- hardware phones that are privacy focused have these radios and sensors with actual physical switches that you turn on and off, which is the way it should be, honestly, um, because that's the only way you know. And even then, but, but again, we're trusting that the phone manufacturer is not lying to us that they're not being tracked. Um, so, um you know, and you may want to make sure your camera has location services turned off. Um, you know, if you're not if you're not using it, that's 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 an app setting. Uh, yeah, basically get familiar with your phone. Learn how to turn all the privacies on if that's what you want, and how to try to minimize the ability of others to access your data, whether it's through permissions of applications or whatever. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, exactly. Um, now, if you're truly paranoid, you should either consider not having a smartphone at all. I think Adam Curry did that, and it didn't work so well. And he, he you know, or use something with Graphene OS installed on it, or, or some sort of privacy focused uh, operating system. And, and yeah, I mean, I know like the No Agenda phone guy was. Uh, I think he was selling phones that had it installed. And I don't think he does that anymore. But uh, but I yeah, did, that's I, what I knew is yeah. he. Well, I think at one time didn't he also say that if you sent him your unlocked smartphone that he could in Maybe. strip it yeah, and install the graphene os on it his website doesn't say that now it just provides the instructions for installing it which is actually not that complicated but it makes me wonder if he ran into a problem uh with that where yeah, possibly you know, there was some copywriting or there was something yeah, who knows i i don't know i mean but re- regardless is yeah that he took that off the site when i went to go look like last night um to try and figure out because uh, I was going to point people at that as, a, as an option, but right. uh, but if you buy a Google Pixel, um, you should be able to lever. You should be able to use it with, um, you, you know, you should be able to use it with Graphene OS. It's basically a, it's a it's a stripped down version of Android that has, a, you know, the, and and ultimately, yeah, it, you, you there are ways to do it, right? There there are ways to sort of get around in the world uh, with a you know with a with a with a smartphone and 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 you know limit the amount of data that it's be, that it's putting out. But it's you know it's not the default, right? It's the cheap and easy option, is unfortunately the one that, that, that is full of goatsy and fail uh, as, I, as i'd like to say so um so uh we did get a voicemail that came in oh my goodness we have we have a voicemail hit me with a voicemail i'm gonna hit you with a voicemail and i gotta i've gotta actually make sure that it works all right so that means i need to unmute that channel right here and i'm going to Woo-hoo. play i'm going to play the message uh can you mute me while i push sure. when i while i push this button i've had my fair share of vacations a lot of them going to see family and going to visit family across the country is not a bad vacation. Uh, not gonna, I don't want to sound mean, but it's not my favorite vacation, or at least not the most memorable one. Uh, with the last job, I also had a lot of vacation, but all that vacation was staycation time. So it was more a matter of do everything at home that you didn't have time or the money to pay someone else to do. But... The last vacation I took that I know was the best vacation I've ever had was uh, 2019 in November. In 2019, I built a shed. 99.9% of it was just me building that thing. Uh, nights and weekends took all summer. And so November came around. It's like I need to finally unplug. Maybe it was October. Either way, somewhere in there. And went to uh, the ocean with the girlfriend of the time. And uh, not the first time we had been to that location, but this time it was the ability to actually unplug and to understand that I don't have to do anything. Because normally when I go on vacation, it's uh, I could be at home doing this, this, and this. But the one time where I was actually able to unplug and relax was fall of 2019 is a vacation. Thank you very much. Thank you, Billy Bones. Thank you, Billy Bones. 
That was a good voicemail. Yeah, we like that one, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, and that's the thing about a vacation, right? You have to be able to take the time off and be able to, or to be able to, you know, the, is, yeah, to unplug. And unfortunately, yeah, it's been a long time since I've been able to do that. And actually, when and we'll we'll talk about this in the post show is, uh, yeah, the, 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 the probably the first time I've been able to, to, to do that. Um, and I really needed to unplug at that point was, uh, yeah, what, uh, you know, many, many things. <laughs> so, that's right. Uh, so yeah, uh, this is, so it's been, it's been, uh, yeah, it's been fantastic here. So I think, um, let's see. So I think we have gotten to the end of our show. It's very know. possible. I think we have, you know, but well, you uh, know what that means. So fucking over this. Well, we are right. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. How do we end these things? I think we do something. I think we do something like this. Jordan fades back, swoosh, and that's the game! Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out! You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.